Ian here from the RGB Gaming Podcast, bringing you real gaming banter. And in this episode, I am joined by the outstanding Ollie from Retro Gaming Revival. Hello, 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 and welcome to the RGB Gaming Podcast, the home of Real Gaming Banter, a weekly episodic podcast all about video games, chatting with special guests, and of course, having great banter. So let's begin the show by introducing another special guest to the RGB Gaming Podcast. I said on every episode, I am truly, truly blessed to be joined by all these amazing people, and um, this uh, this person is no different. This tuber is part of a retro gaming supergroup, maybe the Avengers of the retro gaming community, here on YouTube, and a lover of all things horror. I think that's why I love him as well. Of course, I am talking about Ollie from the wonderful Retro Gaming Revival. Ollie, how are you, my friend? Hey, Ian, yes, doing very, very well. How are you doing? I am not too bad. Listen, Ollie, thanks for coming on the show, man. It has been, it's been a long time coming since that um, infamous uh, Exorcist stream that we done on the Poltergeist many moons ago. Oh, dude, that was a lot of fun. I had, I was so ill, but I had a lot of fun. There was a lot of <laughs> muting, coughing, and drinking Lemsip. But any excuse to talk horror stuff, man, I'm all over it. So thank you so much for having me. This is great. Oh, man, it is. It's absolutely, it's absolutely my pleasure. So listen, Ollie, this, this is what we do at the start of all these podcasts. I always like to talk about our little humble beginnings on, on YouTube or on our podcast, whatever it may be. But you are famous and you are known for being part of the retro gaming revival okay so tell the listeners or anybody that's been living under a rock ollie what is your youtube channel all about <laughs> um so we are the retro gaming revival we are uh, a five piece of uh of chaps who just love all things gaming we've got a real love obviously for retro gaming hence the retro gaming revival um we've just started um a new brand of stuff called mod cons where we talk about all the modern consoles modern Lovely. games as well um we just it's just a channel about gaming um we do a lot of interviews with uh, industry experts um people from the past people that have developed games in the past um youtubers big small everybody in between mm-hmm. it's just anyone that wants to talk gaming with us um we'll just we'll just speak to them and just have a good time with it and uh all i listen i have to i have to bring it up that's uh, that's last stream with Dominic Diamond. Oh my god, that was amazing. <laughs> Tell me what was it like having Dominic on the show? Oh my god, it was um a dream. I'm trying really hard not to swear uh, and just <laughs> and just to keep it keep it keep it clean. Um it was an absolute dream, an absolute dream. We'd been we'd been talking to Dominic um on and off for about a year. Mm-hmm. Um he we've we've had quite a few people from Games Master, the original Games Master that is on on the on the channel. Yes. And the culmination was always to to get to talk to Dominic Diamond, and uh, he wasn't doing the circuit at the time. Um, but you know, like he says in the uh, in the interview we give him at the end when we thank him, um, yeah, we sort of pestered him for quite a while until he realised we weren't going to go away. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he just gave us an hour and twenty minutes of his time, and it was surreal, absolutely mm-hmm. surreal. The guy's a legend, but he's such a funny legend. <laughs> yeah. 
and uh, I, I did check it all out, Ollie, and I was in the comments. I was actually driving home from uh, from work, and I was able to uh, tune in and uh, tune in on YouTube whilst driving, which I probably wouldn't recommend, especially if you're <laughs> commenting. But I did uh, I did listen to it, and it was unbelievable. And I have to say that uh, you you you're all you're all brilliant and uh, such a professional outfit, Ollie. You know what I mean? These guys, these guys have seem like you've been here for a while, but. You've have, have recently just had 800 subscribers, and you know yes. I, I I can remember whenever we were chatting last last year when we done our Exorcist stream, and you had a couple of hundred subscribers and that, and then all of a sudden, boom, mm. you're now on the road to a thousand. How how does that feel, Ollie? Oh, it feels great. You know, it's it's one of those things. You know, we we started the um, original Facebook group before we did YouTube just out of boredom in lockdown. Mm-hmm. You know, we couldn't go outdoors, you couldn't go anywhere and everybody's locked in at home. So we just sort of started this group and people kind of liked it. Um, we saw other people were doing YouTube streams from some mm-hmm. of these other Facebook groups that we saw and we we're like, ah, I reckon we could do that. Let's give that a go. Um, and just did. And it's just sort of slowly gained a, you know, a little bit of momentum. We and it's 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 great it's great i still can't believe that there are 800 people that actually want to listen to us which is fantastic you know it's it's yeah it's it's great we really really we're so so pleased well i don't I, well what do you think i feel i can't believe there's 113 people want to listen to me ollie do you know what i mean so at least at least at least you have a bit of variety you've got dobs and triangle face and you know everyone's you, people can take take a little bit of uh take a bit of variety from yours but they have to sit and listen to me drone on for an hour and a half but Oh, but it's a beautiful voice. <laughs> well, you know what I've been told. I sound a bit like <laughs> Liam Neeson. So <laughs> <laughs> I have a particular set of skills, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> See, I could listen to that all day. <laughs> so listen, Dominic Diamond's been on. I'm not going to ask you anything about the stream because if you are listening to the podcast, and we listen, believe it or not, Ollie, we do have a little bit of a following on Spotify and Apple Podcast, and they're the people Beautiful. That, that don't that don't come on YouTube. And if you haven't, you know, if you, if you want to listen to something amazing about retro gaming and you know about uh, being a 90s kid I suppose and Dominic Diamond mm. is on on your show please check out the Retro Gaming Revival um, uh, YouTube channel and listen to such an amazing 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 interview so you know you've had Dominic Diamond on you've had Top Hat Gaming on you've had Lady Decade on you've had Kim Justice like come on how you know how do we how do we top that all what's what can we expect in the future from the from the channel Ah, I think this year we're just going to f- continue more of the same, I think. Um, we, we were always trying to think of new things to do, um, you know, new ways to kind of reach people, new ways to kind of bring uh, bring some, some, I guess, some fun to the channel. Um, you know, unfortunately, it's not our full-time job, so it's mm-hmm. trying, to, trying to fit it in and around everything else that we've got going on. Um, but yeah, you know, sometimes we like that scene in the, in the Dark Knight with uh, the Joker, he's just sort of like, I'm just a dog chasing a car. I wouldn't know what to do if I caught with it. It's like, that's, <laughs> that's kind of us. You know, every now and then we're like, oh, let's try and get this person on. And then, you know, a couple of weeks later, we're, we're chatting to them. It's, um, so yeah, we're just, we're just going to keep, keep plowing away. I think we're probably going to try um, and speak to a lot more smaller channels. We've, we've spoken to quite a few small channels um, mm-hmm. over the last sort of few months, but I think we're really going to try and hone in on that and really try and, um, you know, because we're still finding our feet in this retro gaming community. It's a, yep. it's a, it's a very um, wonderful and strange place. Yeah. So we're, we're still trying to find out where we fit in with it. Um, but yeah, we're, we, we barely know what we're doing from one day to the next. We Every now and then we're organised and 
but yeah, mm-hmm. we're just we're just going to keep doing more of the same. I think this year, and um, just keep chatting to people, keep coming up with some new series ideas that we've got, and mm-hmm. just see what sticks. And and the the wonderful thing is, Ollie, about your channel is that you are you know you're part of a five piece here, so you're you're working with four of your 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 good friends as well. And mm-hmm. I am part of your Facebook group, and I see bits and pieces on Instagram and stuff as well. But you know, it's not your you guys kind of go beyond retro game and revival. You guys are like you know, you are be- you are good mates. You send each other retro game and revival beer mats and cakes, and you know, <laughs> you are you there's a good camaraderie there. And I think that what I like about your channel, Ollie, is that that shines through. And I think if you're doing something with your friends. You know, and you're all in the same wavelength. I think that's uh, I think that's uh, that's a, that's a great chemistry to have. But listen, Ollie, we're here to talk about Silent Hill, right? But before oh. we before we start, I have to ask you a question, and there's going to be loads of people wanting to know the answer to this. Mm. What's it like working with Dobbs? Oh. You know, it's like white water rafting. It's um, it's a bit of a challenge, but it's ultimately satisfying. <laughs> Yeah, the, yeah. Dobbs is um, Dobbs is hilarious, man. He keeps he keeps everybody on their toes. His, mm-hmm. He's got he's got a very very quick wit. I think out of all of us, Dobbs is the Dorbs is the quick witty one. He's the one that would um, he'd probably get chinned in a pub. I think for coming up with some kind of smart Alec comment to, to somebody. <laughs> you know, he's but yeah. Dorbs, Dorbs is cool, man. He's he's the cool one. He, he's listen. I, I'd argue. I'd argue and say you're the cool one, Ollie. But that's not just because you're on the show ah. or anything. But uh, <laughs> listen, that that what's in the box. I've 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 had a chance to play that before. There's like he, he is, and when he was on, he was on the swap shop, and he brought a a kettle or a toaster and some vinyl and stuff. So listen, you can't you can't you can't argue with that. Those are those are the things people want. People don't want games. They want used toasters and you know they want used microwaves and. Plates and stuff. They don't want us. Okay. Exactly. Why do people want to buy games for when Dobbs has all this, uh, all these trinkets of uh, wonders that you, you can you can get to. So that that could be a, that could be an idea maybe for your your YouTube channel. Um, you could uh, you maybe maybe sell off some of Dobbs stuff maybe or swap it out and see what you can <laughs> see what you can get. It'd be, be interesting <laughs> to see what he has. I think that'll work, Dobbs. If you're listening, let's let's get this hooked up, buddy. We're gonna <laughs> Dobbs sells, Dobbs swaps. I don't know. We'll we'll come up. We'll come up with some real. He'll come up with a witty name for it immediately. That's that's well, what he does. This is it, and sort of not not sort of digressing too much, but um, I, he has a lot of interesting things to say about IRS and the Dominic Diamond stream. Yeah, and, he does. Um, a lot of those wrestling things go well <laughs> over my head because I. <laughs> I know Hulk Hogan and like the the big names. I don't know anything about wrestling, but yeah, Dobbs. Um, yeah, he kept bringing up IRS, which seemed yeah. to amuse Dominic. So that was that was yeah, Dominic a good Diamond uh, was uh, he had a he you know Dobbs kept him on his toes there. I think with those questions, but um, <laughs> <laughs> a great listen. Uh, they were hard hitting, but listen, a great stream. Check it out, Dominic Diamond on the Retro Game Revival YouTube channel. It is a great listen. Okay, so listen. The reason that you're here, Ollie. Mm. As we're here to talk about Silent Hill. We oh. are going to talk about the secret of Silent Hill. How does that siren make you feel? Oh man, there's like there's there's a there's a full mixture of emotions running through me right now. There's 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 stress, there's terror. There's love. Oh, there's there's everything, man. That 
that is for a siren that, that is iconic and it's um mm-hmm. oh it's taking me to some dark places well, we're going to get even darker now, uh, Ollie, because we're going to play a little jingle. We're going to get a chance to have a little drink. And when we come back, we will be talking about the secret of Silent Hill. Uh. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the RGB Gaming Podcast. I am joined by the outstanding, the wonderful Ollie from Retro Gaming Revival. And Ollie has kindly agreed to come on to talk about Silent Hill. We're going to have a nice, loose conversation about Silent Hill because it is a game that is near and dear to our hearts. And one more time, Ollie, before we start... You can't see Ollie, obviously because it's a podcast, but he is absorbing, he's absorbing the power and the sound of the siren. So, listen Ollie, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna treat you this another, another, another wee uh, tune as well, while, while I'm asking you the question. I wanna set the, I wanna set the tone here Ollie, this is Silent Hill, we need, we need ambience, we need, we need, um, we need nostalgia, we just need to be setting in the mood for, uh, for Silent Hill. Oh, oh dude. <laughs> <laughs> It's like on the most perfect date, you know, and they and they and they have their song play. It's like, oh that's, yes, that's what it is. Yes. That's what it is. So, Ollie, Silent Hill has been haunting the nightmares of gamers since 1999. But mm. what makes us continue as gamers returning to Silent Hill? Why do we return to Silent Hill? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, and I think it probably links to to the for people that like horror in general. Mm-hmm. I think people that really like horror um, and have like a really deep connection to it, I think are just always longing to be scared, um, disturbed, and and you know freaked out by all these uh, various methods that they do in all these um, different narratives. And you know, mm-hmm. gaming just takes it to a new level because you're 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 physically controlling the character and making these decisions. Um, and certainly in Silent Hill's case, it's just, it's, it's so utterly unique. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think there's, you know, another video game franchise that is quite like Silent yeah. Hill. Um, it just, it constantly pulls you back in. And I think the, the, the thing that also it, it, it benefits from is it doesn't have an abundance of games. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of games, but there's mm-hmm. not, there's not, you know, vast. Considering the first one came out ninety nine, you know, by now it should have you yeah. know thirty entries in the titles, but it mm-hmm. just it just doesn't. And the, each of those games are made so so well. It just doesn't matter when they were made. You always always go back to them, yeah. and it always feels fresh, and it's always scary. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's that pulling in of just yeah that want to be scared yeah. um, in that sort of controlled environment that horror gives you. It's mm-hmm. it's it's utterly unique. Ollie, and, and you you said at the, at the top of the show, whenever you were talking about your channel and stuff, that you're, you're now running a, a section for, for the modern console and stuff. Mm. So 1999 is when the first, the first game came out for the PlayStation 1. Mm-hmm. For those that are listening, that might, that, are, that could be younger gamers that maybe haven't encountered Silent Hill, what is Silent Hill all about, Ollie? What is, what is it about? What is the, what, as someone said to you, Ollie... I'm a new gamer. I only play PlayStation Five. Whatever it is, what is this Silent Hill? 
so it's it's weird because there's a there's definitely a period in Silent Hills history where it kind of almost feels like it almost feels like Silent Hill Two is its own mm-hmm. game, and almost everything after that kind of sort of listen to the rules that it kind of set in Silent Hill 2 but it kind of doesn't but people just like it so they just maybe don't question it quite so much Um, but yeah Silent Hill is this fictitious town in America um, that seems to have um, multiple I guess like dimensions it could be realities it could be you know current lives afterlives there's so many iterations of what it could be Mm -hmm. Um, but there's yes there's there's a Silent Hill in the real world and then there's a Silent Hill in this other world mm. uh, and the other world has two versions of Silent Hill you've got the the fog covered daytime town and then you'll hear the siren and the town descends into a complete nightmare of what it is mm-hmm. in pitch blackness with monsters and you know demons and all these awful atrocities trying to mm-hmm. trying to kill you um, and you're trying to generally navigate a world um, uncover puzzles, um, uncover the truths around certainly the characters you play as, um, and the wider sort of Silent Hill lore, I guess. Um, yeah, I think D- at its heart, it's a third-person survival horror game. Yeah, um, but it's so much more than that. Yeah. So, so much more than that. So, for the contemporary gamer, then you could almost say you could argue. I don't know. Maybe I could be wrong here, but you know, if you were to make a comparison and, and just how you've described that, it's almost a little bit like Stranger Things. That there's this yeah. other this other version of life, this other version of the town. So whenever Will was then taken to the what's you, you have to help me here, Ollie. What's what he called it? The, the the scary place in Stranger Things. Whenever Will gets taken to oh, like, the, the other side, down. Upside, yeah, the down. upside down. So it's a little bit like the Upside Down, isn't it? So, you know, mm-hmm. Silent Hill starts off as this sort of picturesque kind of town, but then you go into the Upside Down version of it, and that's mm-hmm. the way you said you get uh, you get to meet some uh, very unsavory characters and monstrosities and stuff like that. So it's a, you can maybe argue it's a little bit like that if you're trying to sort of um, mm-hmm. trying to explain it to the contemporary. Temporary, uh, to the contemporary gamer, yeah. but let's let's even you know going back to the original question, what what makes us return to Silent Hill? Oh, there's there's not a game like it, as far as I'm concerned. There's there isn't a game that scares the bejesus out of you psychologically like it. You know, argue I'll argue that I, I love Resident Evil. I do, but you know, it's zombies and monsters and puzzles. You know, you know that's what you're going to get. But yeah. Silent Hill, it does something to your senses. It, it, you know, it's whenever you get immersed in this game and you're seeing astral projections of little girls, and you know you hear that siren coming, you know that's that's when the SH one T is going to hit the fan. You yeah. know, there's I haven't really encountered a game like it. Completely agree. No, <laughs> that's that's it. You know that I haven't enco- I haven't encountered a game like Silent. No, we'll we'll talk about we'll talk about the more modern versions of the game as as we go along but in terms of the, the like people look look at the 1999 version and go oh is that scary especially if you're a modern gamer contemporary i'm telling you i'm telling you i'm challenging you put that game on the playstation one and play it some of those some of some of those scenes them cutscenes in those games are absolutely horrifying and it's the fact that you have to navigate around you have to be careful you're armed with a flashlight and a radio that makes static noises and that's basically all you have and you know this is one of the most frightening horrific games that have ever been made and even the 
I, I, I'll never forget the 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 art artwork for the first game. You know, <laughs> it, it looks like a serial killer's portrait. You know what I mean? It looks like something a serial killer's etched into a piece of paper with a big eyeball looking back at you. The whole thing yeah. is just it's horrendous, but it's so beautifully horrendous. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Would I? What more can you say? I mean, that that original Silent Hill, I would agree, is still scary today. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Silent Hill 2 will become scarier as yep. technology advances and you can kind of have, you know, voice acting throughout the, the game and whatnot. But but that first Silent Hill um, is still, it is still scary. Yeah. Um, if you haven't played it, um, just play it. That's the, that's the only way to sort of, sort of, allow yourself to really appreciate what Silent Hill is. Don't watch somebody play it on YouTube, but you can if you want to because you'll still get to experience it. Mm -hmm. But there's nothing scarier than you experiencing it because you're then having to navigate yourself and figure out why why isn't this working? Why is why is this person coming for me? Why won't they stop chasing me? And it's it's that it's that panic that it that it sets in. Um and I think Team Silent, the people that developed it, were kind of given a bit of creative freedom to kind Mm -hmm. of carte blanche do what they want. Um you know, Resident Evil had done well, and they were kind of like, "We'd like our own version of Resident Evil, so just go make a scary game." Yeah, that was that was kind of the brief, um, and they just made a really iconic game. You know, Resident Evil has continued success because it kind of speaks to many people, and I think Silent Hill has kind of not narrowed its focus, but I think because it is a very specific experience. You know, mm-hmm. and not everyone that goes goes to horror films wants to have, you know. You know, their, their experiences like you get with Midsummer or, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. They would rather have the experience you get with Scream. Yeah. Um, and that's perfectly fine. Silent Hill for me is a little bit more um, serious. It takes mm-hmm. itself very seriously. Um, it doesn't really go down the route of, you know, silliness and, you know, cheesy gags and one-liners. It's just, it, it's very, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's 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 fantastic. Yeah, because even the even the, the storyline for for the original Silent Hill, you know, we've got Harry Harry Mason who's taken he's he's lost his wife. His wife's dead, and he, he you know he's um you know he he, he crashes the car, and his, his little girl goes missing in the Silent Hill. It's like you're yeah. you're dealing at the from the outset, you're dealing with grief and loss, and you know um you know trying to trying to find a missing child it's not a you know it's 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 all very serious hard hitting um you know storylines it's not doesn't start off you know as someone's been bit by a zombie and then the whole world changes this is like you know you're dealing with like the psychological uh consequences of the loss of a wife and then the I was Jody the no Jody was the wife was Cheryl a was she adopted? Cheryl. Was she? She was adopted, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I mean, you, you've hit the nail on the head there with that as well. In in the themes that run through with Silent Hill, it's it is always about grief, mm-hmm. almost almost exclusively ab- about dealing with grief. Um, uh, and there's another word that's on the tip of my tongue of people dealing with. Oh man, it will come to me randomly, and I'll just yell it. I'll just yep. yell this word. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's everyone that goes to Silent Hill has their own their own uh, baggage to be dealing with, yeah. and ultimately that is why they are in Silent Hill mm-hmm. because there's there's something that needs to be dealt with, um, and it needs to be dealt with in this awful place for mm-hmm. you to kind of almost atone for what you've done or need to yeah. learn. And it's it's dark. 
Mm-hmm. And it goes to dark places. It is. It is very dark. It, you're, you're totally right, Ollie. It does. It does take you to some dark places, and then like we come across other characters, Sybil, the, the the police officer, and then you know we, we'll we'll get into the characters and stuff as we move along. But it, it really is. It really is. Uh, it's a force to be reckoned with. It is. It's definitely for me the scariest game. In terms of not, it's not necessarily jump scares. It's just you're always on high anxiety playing this game. What's mm-hmm. around the corner? When is that siren going to kick off? You know, you, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm a little bit safe in the fog. I can deal with whatever <laughs> comes my way because it's daylight, and I'm, you know. But then that siren comes, and that's a different ball game altogether. So, yep. listen, take all his advice. If you haven't played Silent Hill. Please, oh, for the love of God, please go and play this game because this is one of the scariest games that you you'll you'll ever play, and uh, and I mean that. Even if you're if you're young, a young gamer, and you're you you've you think you've seen it all, I'm telling you now, you have seen nothing until you have played <laughs> Silent Hill. So, Ollie, let's get our music back on again. Oh. Over the years, Silent Hill has spanned across various consoles from the humble beginnings on the PS1 to the revolutionary interaction of Silent Hill shattered memories on the Wii. But which Silent Hill game keeps you coming back for more? Oh, it's going to be the cliche answer, but it, it, it it's Silent Hill 2. Mm-hmm. It, that, that is always, always going to be my game. Um... And if Konami ever, ever figure out the the wonders of remakes that Capcom have figured out, mm-hmm. that's that's the one that's going to get me the Silent Hill two remake. It it is for me closely followed by Silent Hill three. I think Silent Hill three gets um, underappreciated in the in the grand scheme of things because I think people always revert to two, and it is because two is just this horror gaming masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, but three is is a close contender for me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just yeah. I I love it when people have have never played Silent Hill two before, and then they play it, and then I can talk to them about it, just see how they how they feel about it. What did they think? What did they just yeah? What did they feel playing with it? Because that that game for me was when it, it with the new technology of the PS two, it just elevated everything that Silent yeah. Hill had that was terrifying, and just put it in another level. It just mm-hmm. it had the it had the the gear behind it to make it even more scary. Um, and the, the making of DVD that came with that second one, I must have watched that to death as a kid, even as, as an adult. Um, yeah. And hearing them hearing them talk about making the game and how this idea of them, you know, looking into this time, like what really scares people? Let's let's research, you know, like trauma. What mm-hmm. what, what genuinely scares people from you know from traumatic incidences and. Um, you know, when people say they're afraid of the dark, what is it that they're afraid of in the dark? And they just really deep dived into all this really quite nasty, um, nasty stuff, I guess, mm-hmm. on the human psyche. And then went, cool, let's make a game about that. And you're like, you bastards. Sorry, language. <laughs> I don't know if you can bleep that out. No, we're unfiltered, we're uncut. Ollie, okay. you're I'm good. I'm trying really hard. My, my, my potty mouth is um, is dreadful. But yeah, you're just like, wow, you, you, you sods, you've really gone for it. And, and, yeah, why not? Like, if you're going to make a really good scary game, why not research what scares people? Mm-hmm. Um, and just even from the beginning of Silent Hill Two, there's there's a, an extended sequence of running. Mm-hmm. You just walk through the woods, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And the whole sequence takes, I don't know, maybe five six minutes of real time mm-hmm. walking with the occasional noise. 
the occasional something and you're like, am I going in the right direction? Have I missed something or, or what am I getting lost? And you, but you haven't gotten lost because there's only one path. Yeah. And you just, you're immediately then put on, put on edge. You're, you're immediately thinking, oh crap, what's going on? But, oh, I'm, mm-hmm, and everything just unfolds from there and it just, just doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. So what is it then about uh, Silent Hill 3 then? What is it, what is it, if that's a close second, Ollie, what, what is it about that game that keeps you coming back for more? Oh, it was, it was a true sequel to Silent Hill. Um, are we allowed to talk about spoilers? We, certainly, we certainly are, of course. If you haven't, excellent. If you, the game's been out since nineteen ninety nine originally, so there's just been. If you, have, if you haven't played it's it, been that's, a while. that's on you. But no spoilers okay. are spoilers are allowed, Ollie. Of course. Okey-dokey. So for the the end of Silent Hill one, you um you you find your daughter and you uh you you know you you, you kill the darkness and the darkness kind of separates itself there's there's lots of intricate story details around the you know the darkness mm-hmm. of the haunts silent hill and the little girl um i won't go into detail on that because that's a that's a fun one to, yeah. to discover playing the game but at the end of the game you you get given a baby back which has you know your daughter's elements inside it mm-hmm. and they cut open this tear into in back into the real world and you go into the real world with this little girl mm-hmm. um and silent hill 3 you play the grown-up or the, the the late teenage girl of the baby that you you mm-hmm. get at the end of the first game, um, so it's just really cool seeing how how this kind of she's now pulled into Silent Hill because of what's literally inside her, um, and just the the Silent Hill three I guess kind of went more into like the cult element that there yeah. was in Silent Hill and sort of expanded on that law, mm-hmm. um, and you got to really experience some some dark stuff throughout that and just. The end boss is just gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's gross. The whole sequence where the, the th- I won't I won't say what it is because I don't. Again, it's one of those cool things when it happens. It's like, oh man, that's so cool and disgusting. <laughs> um, and then you fight that, and it's just yeah. I think it was one of the first Silent Hill games where you played as a woman as well. Is it might be the only Silent Hill game where you play as a woman? I oh, know you play as a woman in Silent Hill Four for a, a short mm-hmm. period as well. Um, yeah, it was, it was yeah, just very cool. It was a nice continuation of the first game. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but like I said with Silent Hill 2, it's just kind of this one that's, it kind of almost has its own themes, its own mm-hmm. ideas that don't really kind of get explored again, yeah. which kind of maybe, maybe that's why I like that game so much. But yeah, but yeah three close seconds just because it's a genuine continuation of the first story. <clears throat> I, I totally, totally agree with you, Ollie. The the second one is almost like a standalone, and uh, the number three does does continue on because, um, as far as I'm led to believe, I think there's alternate endings, isn't there, for Silent Hill one? There's been a there's rumored that yeah. there's a few different endings for that. There's a UFO ending. There's a you know, do you get the baby ending? And there's, I think there's an ending where you end up dead or something. I'm not too, not hundred percent sure. I've only, I just remember the the getting the the child, the baby one, mm-hmm. and then when and uh, in Silent Hill three, then you you play as the 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 teenage version of the of the of the baby. I think you wake up in us, and I think you wake up in a shopping mall or something. I think that's I think that's how the game yeah. starts off. Definitely. But. Uh, Totally agree. Silent Hill Two is it is it is a masterpiece, and that helps us segue straight into our next question, Ollie. Mm. That Silent Hill Two has undoubtedly has a deep and thought provoking narrative with relatable characters, but Silent Two is arguably one of the best horror games ever made. 
Talk us through, Ollie, why this game has become a timeless classic within the horror genre. I've remembered the word that I wanted to say earlier, and that yep. kind of, I guess, is a good time to bring it in now. Um, the main, I think, theme throughout Silent Hill 2 is guilt. Yes. It's just, it's this guilt that every character you come into um, contact with is dealing with and processing a, a tremendous amount of guilt. Um, and, you know, as a, as a married man, um, you know, I love my wife very much. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the thought of the thought of losing her at all is just, is a, is an awful thought. Yeah. Um, and Silent Hill 2 kind of kicks it off straight away by you receiving a letter from your dead wife. So you're immediately like, oh man, James, James's wife's died. Mm-hmm. Oh God, this isn't going to be a good start. And it's just you navigating this whole idea as to why is your dead wife contacting you and asking you to go to Silent Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the way that the story unfolds really cleverly by kind of just tidbitting you little bits of James's previous life when his wife was alive mm-hmm. um, and, you know, the illness that she was suffering with until the closing moments when you finally reveal, is revealed what James did. Mm-hmm. Um Again, you said we could talk about spoilers, so it's fine. Yep, yep, spoilers. Um, go ahead, go ahead, 100%. So you get a videotape towards the end of Silent Hill 2, which you put into the machine and you watch, and you realize that um, James essentially smothered his wife mm-hmm. when she was when she was so, so ill. And it is a it is a, a mercy killing, really, so that she yeah. didn't have to suffer anymore. Um, but he is still riddled with guilt over it to the point where he has almost forgotten that he's done it. And that reminds him no you did kill your wife mm-hmm. um and you you must now essentially pay for that regardless yep. of why you did it um and just god just even that as a that as a theme and a topic is mm-hmm. is 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 quite hard for for anyone to deal with really you know yep. they, i think they've tried to deal with it in in movies and stuff and it gets done with quite well but the great thing with the video game is you get to deal with it over you know 14 15 hours which means mm-hmm. you can really explore that as a as a topic so i think silent hill 2 has stood the test of time because it is a, a truly adult story with truly adult themes um and everyone has, has felt the feeling of guilt at some point in their life you know for for whatever it is that they feel guilty for. So I think mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a very relatable emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it is, for me, the main theme of Silent Hill 2, I think that is why people go back to it time and time again. It's, it's, it's a truly disturbing game. It is. It is a disturbing game. It's uh, even even from the offset when you're in that kind of public bathroom or public restroom and, you know, we, we kind of see... Um, we see James in the mirror and stuff. Well, I remember the first time I seen him, I, I thought he looked a bit like Brian Adams. And <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Well, I can yeah, see that. James is as Brian Adams here. And uh, but as as you, like you said, as when you get into the into the the nitty gritty, you know, he's got a letter from Mary who's been dead almost three years and suffered this horrible chronic disease. And like you said, then whenever it's all revealed after the watches the videotape and stuff, and then there's 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 a little girl who's also looking for Mary as well and she she's received a letter from Mary and you know what she she says that she's in a better place and it's not referring to heaven it's ref, they think it's referring to silent hill mm-hmm. and you know we we um we we come across like this you know we unearth some of these unbelievable unbelievable characters 
and other sort of narratives and storylines throughout the game as well. We come across Angela, who's looking for her mother in Silent Hill. So, mm-hmm. like it's like you said, it's like you know this is kind of you know James ultimately has killed his wife, like you said, a mercy kill. Despite that, he still murdered her. Mm-hmm. And this is like your. This is now you have to come to Silent Hill and be punished for it. And you know that that then takes us on Ollie to one of the most horrifying antagonists in a video game you know when we first encounter pyramid head oh man like there's there's very few things in video games i think where you're truly scared or truly disturbed by um you know some people you know the big resident evil fans will always refer to like mr x when he chases you when you Mm -hmm. do Resident Evil 2 the proper way um, or you know the nemesis in Silent, in, um, Silent Hill 3 in Resident Evil 3 when that mm-hmm. comes chasing for you but no sorry nothing nothing can prepare you for seeing Pyramid Head um, and just what he is looks like behaves like mm-hmm. oh man the, the, the first time you see Pyramid Head you're there's a cut scene and James like runs into a, a closet and hides and just sort of opens the slats a little bit yep. just so you can try and see what's in the room. Um, and one of the, the monsters is like two sets of female legs on top of each other. That's right, yep. Um, and Pyramid Head is just having his way with them in the bathroom mm-hmm. or in the kitchen. And you're just thinking, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Oh man, this is this is not going to be good, and I'm going to have to leave this closet at some point and walk out that door, and and he might be there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's such an iconic character for for gaming, mm-hmm. uh, especially horror gaming, of course. But I think most people, when you when you speak to a gamer and say the word pyramid head, I think most people have a, an immediate fear of dread. Like where? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like is he is he here? Or, like what? <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's such a character. he's such a like a, a Hulk of a of a beast, and and I, I remember that uh, that cutscene very well when he's got the the two the two legs <laughs> over it's the sink, so and it, it, it almost looks like he's trying to stick them down the. I'm not going to say the blender. What do you call like the the thing that like the a plug hole thing, the plug hole, or that that thing that the Americans have where you can throw all your your oh, wrist. It's like a food dispenser thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, one of those things you can like shove yeah. them down the shove them down the dispenser, and that's what it looked like. He really probably wasn't doing that; he's probably doing this, this other thing. But um, mm. you know, he was uh, he's such a Herculean character, and he's such, and he he walks around with this big sword, and he's just oh, he's he's, he's he is frightening. And of course, mm. like you know, there's a there's an ongoing theme here because in, in Silent Hill One there was Splithead, and now we have. Triangle head, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. So there's uh, there's uh, there's the, the these uh, these uh, head characters, and yeah. um, Silent Hill two. Then um, Ollie, we've got we've got James, and we've got his wife. He's there. He's he's received a letter from his wife. He has come to Silent Hill. We we encounter um, we encounter Pyramid Head. What about what about these nurses, Ollie? Oh, they they do strange things to to people. You know, there's 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 there shouldn't be anything attractive about them whatsoever, mm-hmm. and 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 yet there is. And I think that's, you know, that that I guess is is sort of slightly funny, I guess, in what I'm saying. But I think that's also the brilliance of that the nurse characters. Yeah. Um. You know, anyone that's seen the movie, uh, you know, the adapt film adaptation of Silent Hill, the first one, that's that's a very good representation of what they look like in the games. You know, mm-hmm. they they're these. You know, semi-attractive nurses. If you ignore the face, mm-hmm. um, but they just 
they're just horrific. Yeah. Their faces are awful. They're all contorted and distorted and disturbed. Um, and they just they just want to kill you. Like everything in Silent Hill wants to kill you, but yeah. these things really want to kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way they move is just so erratic yeah. and yeah. and unnatural. I think that's probably another thing that I love about the Silent Hill series is is the the monsters aren't just monster. It's there's something disturbing. There's something almost, you know, Clive Barkerish and Hellraiserish yeah. about these, yeah, these, totally these things. They they behave and move differently. You know, they're not normal. Um, and the nurses are just an, an absolute. They're not an exception to that rule. They they walk erratically. They behave erratically. They make awful screeching noises. It's yeah. It's again. It's when you. Experience the nurses in the hospitals in Silent Hill, and you know whenever you go into a hospital in a horror game, you know it's not going to be a good thing. Mm-hmm. But you, you, you especially know it's not going to be a good thing when it's in Silent Hill. Yeah. You think, oh Christ, there's an X on the hospital. Oh right, off to the hospital <laughs> we go then. Because <laughs> in Silent Hill, in Silent Hill one, we come, we meet Lisa, don't we? She's 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 in Silent Hill one, I think, isn't she, Lisa? Yeah, and she's uh she she wears a red cardigan. I think she's actually portrayed in the film as well, and she's kind of crying in the corner. You don't really see her face until later on, but mm-hmm. in the game, she kind of goes almost through that transformation because there's a mm-hmm. cutscene whenever. Whenever you're in a room with her and she, her face starts to bleed, and then she mm-hmm. almost sort of, almost like Frankenstein walks towards you, then you have to leave the room and close the door and stuff. So there's yeah. a, there's a good there's a good sort of little uh, little introduction to the nurses in, in the first game, but I would know, agree, Ollie. That that's but Silent Hill Two is it's just something else. It's just it is like you said it before. It's a masterpiece of horror. Mm. It it really is, and you know you. It's, you made a reference there to the film, and for me, the film felt more like Silent Hill Two than it did Silent <laughs> Hill One. And yeah, but the the second film kind of felt like the continuation from the Silent Hill One video game because now you're the the protagonist is the girl. Who, mm-hmm. It's just it's all very it's all it's kind of like a big mishmash. But again, for me, the star of the show was Triangle Head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just uh, they they. They got that first movie. I think they got really right. You know, mm-hmm. I know. I know. Generally, as as a movie, there are people that just don't like it because it's you know it's whatever they don't like about it. Yeah. Um, but as a Silent Hill fan, I I thoroughly love that first movie. Mm-hmm. It's so so enjoyable. I still watch it now. It's it's great. And and again, bringing Pyramid Head into that from Silent Hill Two and putting him in the first Silent Hill movie, mm-hmm. like. That's fine, you know. Just that, that, that works for me. If 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 you can fit him in and, and it works, yeah. um, and it does, you know, mm-hmm. he's just he's there. He's this oppression that appears and disappears, um, and the scenes that involve him were really good, really really good. They got that character very right yeah. in that movie. Yeah, really cool. When he rips the the flesh off the young lady at the church door, that's uh, that's oh. that, was, that was pretty intense. For you it know. was, I think, seeing that movie in the cinema with my wife. Um, and it being a 15, and I always thought, oh man, I thought they'd make Silent Hill on 18, but okay. And it was just, for me, that was the first time I think I remember thinking, Christ, you can get away with a lot in a 15, can't you? <laughs> wow. Yeah, because there's that um, scene where they burn, the, the burning scene in the hotel and everything is quite <sighs> intense. Yeah, yeah. Seeing seeing a young, the young Alessa barbecued, I guess, is mm. just like, oh my God, they're showing this. They're still showing this. Why is it still on the screen? Oh man. And my, my that, that film, like, totally screwed my wife up um she's got this phobia of of being burnt 
now yes. um, from that film um, <laughs> oh, again dear. because they just do it at the end and they mm-hmm. don't cut away from it and it's just awful. Yeah. Wonderful, but awful. <laughs> <laughs> and if you haven't checked out Silent Hill, the the films, you should you should definitely check them out because they are they are they they do a much better job, in my opinion, than what the, what Resident Evil tried to do with the films. Hundred um, percent. Silent Hill did stick to the lore and the canon, and felt like the video game, whereas Resident Evil never ever did. I don't feel it's um no, they tried to use hasn't. that they tried to use that cheesy kind of um, computer soundtrack video game kind of beep up mm-hmm. soundtrack didn't work yep. and um as much as i i enjoyed parts of welcome to raccoon city they still didn't get it right it still wasn't right no no it's a shame because Res- that first resident evil game is just crying out for a movie mm-hmm. it's it it wouldn't i don't personally and i don't make movies maybe this is why but i don't think it would be an expensive movie to film either because mm-hmm. it's one location you know yeah um I just don't see why they can't get that right. Mm-hmm. You know, the formula is there. I mean, maybe that's, I don't know, maybe that's doing it a disservice because the Resident Evil movies became a, you know, a six-part franchise that, you know, raked in millions of dollars at the box office and mm-hmm. yet Silent Hill stuck to the law, stuck to the thing and, you know, barely broke even and made a sequel that was really not well received mm-hmm. and then they've never gone near it again. Yeah. So it's, Yeah. It's odd. just, yeah, it is odd. Totally agree with you. And like I said before, massive Resident Evil fan, but the, the films never, never, you know, didn't, it didn't do any justice for the games. And, you know, the, the new film, there's a couple of little, you know, Easter eggs and stuff, which is all well, but it kind of delves straight into Resident Evil 2. And, you know, the Spencer Mansion is more of a passive location. And that's, you know,. That that itself should be a should be a film. If if you know if if we were if that game was released in the eighties and they made an eighties horror of Resident Evil, I'm telling you now it would be. And George A. Romero was the director. I'm telling you, we'd have, we'd have a great version of it. So we will. That'd be awesome. That would be good, wasn't it? So listen, Ollie, let's go on to our next question, my friend. Mm-hmm. The Silent Hill series is one of the most sought after collections for any horror fan. But are these games worth? the hefty price tag that comes with collecting these retro games, Ollie. So, i done a price check just today. Silent Hill 1, roughly, is going for 70 quid. Silent Hill 2, 35. Silent Hill 3, and these are on the PlayStation 1 and 2. Uh, Silent Hill 3 on the PlayStation uh, 3 is... Sorry, Silent Hill 3 on the PS2, should I say, is £30. Silent Hill 4 on the PS2 is £35. And Silent Hill Downpour on the PlayStation 3 is £40. Mm. Ollie, why are they so goddamn expensive? They're simply not reprinted, I think, is the easiest answer for that one. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want to play Silent Hill... I, as far as I'm aware, I, I could be wrong, but I don't think it's on the PlayStation Store. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to play it on a PlayStation 1. Yeah. That is your option. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to play it licensed and properly, that is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the, the options to play these games are fairly limited. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they did the HD collection for PS3 and mm-hmm. 360, um, and that's fine. Um, 
it's riddled with bugs. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, I'm sure I've read somewhere before that Silent Hill 2, they didn't take it from like the master, I don't want to say recording, but the, the master version of Silent Hill 2, it wasn't taken from that. It was taken from some sort of, you know, lesser copy of it. So it's yeah. not it's not even the, the right game, even though it plays in HD mm-hmm. and it looks nice. It's still just riddled with bugs. Um, so yeah, I think the only way you can play these games is is frequently on the um, on the system that they were developed for, mm-hmm. um, and then because they're not reprinted, um, they've just become collectible, really collectible. I mean, Silent Hill. I you know I remember that game going up in price and thinking, cool, glad I kept hold of my copy because yeah, as we did when we were kids, you would trade games in to get the next newest game. Mm-hmm. Um, but Silent Hill games, which is something that I always retained in my collections. Yeah. Um, you know, financially now, I'm very glad of that because yep. it means I still get to experience them when I want to. Um, yeah, I, I think it's just purely because they're not they're not available elsewhere. Mm-hmm. If they were, then I think maybe the, the prices would come down. Well, they would come down because you'd be able to play them yeah. however you wanted. Um, it'd be interesting to see what the price does when Sony finally released the uh, the PlayStation Plus you know, tiering that they're doing now where they're going to essentially do their own version of Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. Um, and it'd be interesting to see if Silent Hill's on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then people will be able to play it, stream it whenever they want to yeah. almost immediately. And I would I would guarantee that if they can, the price of that game will drop dramatically mm-hmm. because it will be a, a much nicer version. Yes. Um, but there's just something that makes me think it's not going to be part of that deal. Mm-hmm. I, think, I don't think Konami are, are that kind. Yeah. I know PS, or not PS2, Silent Hill 2 is available on PlayStation, the stream, you can stream it, mm-hmm. it's horrible, I have right. I have a really good internet connection, I'm talking super fast, ultra, and I cannot play it, it's so yeah. glitchy, it, you know, it's just, I have it on the PlayStation 2, luckily mm-hmm. enough I have it, but I remember, I remember check i don't have i don't have the first one anymore it's, just, it's like exactly what you said it's like i'm going to get a playstation 2 so let's rewind back to whenever the playstation 1 wasn't really popular anymore it's mm-hmm. time to get a playstation 2 oh someone someone my boss in work for example bought my he bought my playstation 1 so i was able to mm-hmm. sell him the playstation 1 and all the games to get some of the money for a playstation 2 Mm-hmm. So it was kind of uh, I remember I remember sort of um, looking back last year and I, I had I had Silent Hill two and anyway, I still managed to keep that for the PlayStation two and I'm mm-hmm. glad I did because it's got the nice poster and all and the the demo yeah. and all that inside it but I I got rid of my uh, I got rid of my Silent Hill and last year I think it was about fifty I think it was about fifty quid for the for the is it the, the classics version, the silver version? And then there was, yep. I think it was like 60 quid for the black. But now this is 70 quid for the for the, for the the classics version. So then the black yes. ones is very, very hard to get. So you're talking at least 100 quid for that. Yeah, it's I, it's just, I just don't see those games coming down in price anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the one that always does shock me is Downpour though. You know, Silent Hill Downpour is a strange game. Like I like it. Um, and it's got a lot to like about it, but for me, in terms of the the Silent Hill series, like mm-hmm. it's it's not it's not great, mm-hmm. um, and I don't quite know why that game still commands such a high price because you can play it on um, 360. Uh, I think I've got it on 360 because by the time I got round to, to playing mm-hmm. it, it had terrible terrible reviews. And even yeah. though I'm a huge Silent Hill fan, um, when that game came out, I was like, oh, I just I just can't dive into a bad Silent Hill game. I think that just finished me off. Um, so eventually, I got round to playing it. 
years later on the 360. Um, but yeah, why that one commands such a high price, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Silent Hill Homecoming is probably the cheapest of all of them. Yeah, that's, that's the, relatively, the fifth one. Relatively cheap. And that's a good game. You know, it's not, again, it's not the best Silent Hill game, but it's um, it's cool. And I think you can pick that up for, you know, £15, I think, in CEX. And that's, that's yep. a genuinely good deal for it. Uh, that is that is relatively cheap. I, no, I have I have them all, almost them all, except for the first one and Shattered Memories. Mm. And I did not pay £40 for Silent Hill Downpour. I bought it in CEX last year, or the mm-hmm. last year. I, I certainly did not pay £40 for it. And, no. you know, I've, I've been in loads of times. I've been in CEX loads of times with vouchers. And I've seen, I've seen Silent Hill in the window a few times. I thought, oh, will I buy Silent Hill or will I get, like, this massive amount of games for the same price? And yeah. uh, and looking back now, I wish I had a bought it because it's a hell of a lot cheaper than what it is now. <laughs> but that being said, you know, I'm happy enough I've still got most of the Silent Hill games. But yeah. Downpour, is, it's a strange game. That's the, if memory serves me right, that's when you start off in prison, you go into the shower, you shank the guy, and then your yep. bus crashes, and then you're you're stumbling your way into Silent Hill. Mm. But uh, and Homecoming was a, was a pretty good game. I don't mind Homecoming; it's a, it's a decent game. But you know, I have noticed that there's been a significant drop in price in Silent Hill Two. Now, CX yeah. I think last year was selling that game fifty quid plus. Now it's down to thirty five on their app today. So mm. that could be because maybe there's rumors, or maybe there's maybe they're bringing it from the streaming on to the actual, you can download it and play it on PlayStation Network or whatever, like you said with the, with the tier thing. Mm-hmm. And the same as Forbidden Siren too, you can stream that. Again, the whole streaming thing's horrendous. I just can't get it to work. And, yeah. um, you know, like I said before, I didn't own Forbidden Siren. I went and bought that. That was expensive. But I was glad I had Silent Hill too because you just take these notions to play it. Yep. And it's uh, you know it's it's actually cheaper. It actually sometimes works out cheaper to buy the the buy the bloody PS2 console than it does to go out and buy <laughs> Silent Hill One. You know, which is yeah. seventy eighty quid for the for the classics or the PlayStation yeah. hits or whatever the, the whatever the silver ones are called. But um, yeah, well, I'm going to be keeping an eye out for that, dude. If I um if I manage to find that at a good at a good a good deal, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna find that. I'm gonna that's that's my goal for this year. I'm gonna find a copy of Silent Hill. For Ian, this Whoa. is this is my goal. We're gonna we're gonna do this. I'm gonna find this. I'm a I'm a sucker for a bargain, and I've always got some hits on, and nice. always looking at games that finish silly o'clock in the morning. And yeah, that's that's it. That's my goal this year. We're gonna get you a copy of Silent Hill One, and we're not paying seventy quid for it. It's gonna be a good deal. Excellent, Ollie. I I like this. I like the sound of that. And you know, you can WhatsApp me any time of the any time, day <laughs> or night. And I will, I will uh, ping you the details over. So Beautiful. let's let's have a look at then some of the sort of the more more obscure versions of Silent Hill that are, are relatively expensive. We've got Shattered Shattered Memories. That's mm. that's a very expensive game, especially on the PlayStation Two. Why why is it that is. so expensive? I do you know what? I wish I could tell you why. I would say probably for the PS Two, it's just incredibly low print. Yeah. Um, I don't have the greatest memories of that game. Um, not because it was bad, but just I think at the uh, at the time that that came out, um, I think my my social priorities were were otherwise engaged, and I'd always mm-hmm. come home in a in a head state of probably shouldn't play video games, but just would. Um, 
so I don't have a lot of memories of that game, but I remember playing it on the Wii and it being very Wii motion focused. Yes. Um, but like with all games, when it's Silent Hill or something, something which is going to be a hard sell, I think, for the Wii, it's like, right, we need to port this to PS2 immediately so that we can try and recoup some money. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they they made very many and um, I don't think the port to, uh, to PlayStation 2 was very well received, mm-hmm. um, which just immediately means people don't buy it. So yeah. they don't pre- make very many and then all of a sudden it becomes hard to come by. Mm-hmm. Um, I would never pay the, the money that it that commands for it no. at all. Never in a month of Sunday. So I don't even think I'd pay the price that the Wii version commands. And I don't think that's particularly cheap either. No. Um, yeah, strange one, that one. I think that's maybe £40 upwards as well. But, you know, the, the, the thing is too, Ollie, these are, these are essentially our second-hand games. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're, they're as expensive as, you know, a, a brand new game for the PlayStation 5. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's crazy. But... Again, that the collector on you wants you wants to have them all. I get that. Oh, absolutely! Think, like it's it's not in my. I'm looking at my Silent Hill stuff down there, and it's not there. And it would look very nice there, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not paying seventy quid for it. No, no way, no way. Um, and then and Rob, the Essex retro gamer. Did you see what he pulled out of the bag a couple of weeks ago? The Silent <laughs> Hill collection. Did you see that video? I did, and that. Also confuses me, but not not the reason why Rob bought it. Like Rob's Rob's a legend, and his his game collection is something to behold. Um, but why that particular game is so expensive? Like I mm. I just don't get it. I don't get it. It's it's essentially Silent Hill two and three in a box, mm-hmm. and it just says Silent Hill collection, mm-hmm. and that's it. It comes with the same manuals, it's the same discs. It's just a different box, and I just I've never understood. I think Rob might even say in his video, I just cannot figure out for the life of me why that game is in three figures mm-hmm. like why you could literally if you went to CEX tomorrow and bought Silent Hill 2 and 3 you'd walk out with both of them for 60 or 70 quid yeah. so why is there another 40 quid or so on top of that for that mm-hmm. particular version I just don't get it Yeah. again it's got to be low print run and people just like you say collectors need it that's, yeah, that's, that's got to be I it. I think you're right. It's probably the, the rarity of it all, but I, like, I did have a little bit of a green-eyed monster when he when he showed that. <laughs> it, 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 was, it is a thing of beauty, yeah. despite despite that, because um, anything with Silent Hill, it's, 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 uh, yes, it's a I thing, agree. It's a thing of beauty. So let's then let's then talk about <clears throat> the recommendation then for someone who's starting like collecting these games. Silent Hill One on the PS One is you know. Is very expensive. Mm. Where should, where could these people start then, Ollie? If someone said to you, "Listen, I'm looking to start collecting Silent Hill. What 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 should I buy first? What should I try and avoid? What should I, you know, how much should I spend? What what of what bit of advice would you give to someone, Ollie? Hmm. Um. I'm a sucker for uh, boot sales. That's mm-hmm. that's that's the thing I get a real kick out of. Um, and believe it or not, there are still some people that take their wares to boot sales and don't know what they've got and just want rid of it because it's taking up space. Yeah. Um, and every now and then, you'll see um, some good some good deals on video games. Um, and you know, some people kick me and they say, "Why don't you? Why aren't you picking these things up?" And often it's because I've already got it, mm-hmm. um, and I don't I don't want to deter from somebody else having that enjoyment of walking past it and being like. Oh my God! There's a copy of Silent Hill 2 there. How much is that? 50p. What? Like that's 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 going to be great for somebody. Like I've got two copies of the game down there. I don't need another copy. Um, 
so I would say just keep your eyes open for, for good deals and things like boot sales if that's your thing mm-hmm. um, if you see anything Silent Hill in a boot sale and it's 50p please just buy it for the love of God buy it um, uh, eBay can be hit and miss um, CEX is a good average um, if there's a really nice clean copy of Silent Hill 2 in there because um, it comes in a you know a slip cover it's yep. cardboard you know that can deteriorate but if that's there and it's all lovely condition and the disc isn't scratched to, to buggery as well at 35 quid I mean yeah Christ buy it it's worth it I'd, I'd, I'd pay that all day for that game um, it's, it's just it's a difficult series to 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 recommend people, I guess, start collecting for because, like you said, it's it, it, the games do command these sort of slightly higher end price tags. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say if you've never played a Silent Hill game before um, and you're and you're on a budget, maybe pick up Homecoming for the 360. Yeah. Or if you've got an Xbox One, it will play on that, um, or a Series X, it will play on that as well. Um, you know, it's fifteen quid. You could probably get that on eBay, I reckon, for, for under eight quid. Mm-hmm. I reckon. Um, and you could just try it, see what you think, um, knowing that it is not, I guess, like a full Silent Hill experience. It's yeah. a good one, but it's not It's not the ultimate one. And if you kind of play that game and kind of enjoy it, then I would strongly suggest going back and just go, just go for it, Silent Hill 2. Pick it up. Mm-hmm. Pick up a cheap PS2 from somewhere and play Silent Hill 2 um, and just see how much your your sort of desire to, to continue these games and continue the franchise kicks in. Um, if you're a game collector, your chances are you're going to be wanting these games in your collection anyway. So yeah. the hard sell just doesn't need to be doesn't need to be done. But yeah, maybe go for the the cheaper end of uh, something like um, yeah, Homecoming, something like that, and then go back over the sort of slightly more expensive ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you see them for good deals, again, lots are another good way to to pick up bulks of things. If there's a yeah. lot of games on um, eBay where they've got you know twenty, thirty games but one of them is a game you want and it's a good deal for all of it and you can just get rid of the other stuff. Yep. Like, yeah, go down that route as well. Mm-hmm. And like <clears throat> like me, who is relatively new to CEX for about 18 months ago, I, 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 but buy things in there, Ollie, but I would never, I didn't have an account to like trade stuff on. And <laughs> I was sitting one day and I had converted my, my garden shed into an office and I realized that I had so much tech that I didn't need I thought, know what I'll do? I'll take it to CEX. Mm-hmm. And took it to CEX, and £300 later, plus on a voucher, I was able to go, yes, let's start <laughs> buying some consoles and some games. So if, you, if, if you're thinking, oh, 70 quid's a lot, have a look around. If you have gold games and DVDs and old keyboards and mice and webcams, monitors, um, CX take everything. As long as it's mm-hmm. on their app, you know, you could end up, you know, funding this game just by getting rid of your some of your tat at CX. You know what I mean? The stuff that's just lying there not doing anything. Maybe you have, yeah. you have a couple of games that are just taking up space on your shelf. Take them in the CX, see what you get. And before you know it, you might even have to put maybe... 20 quids. You might get Silent Hill 1 for 20 quid because you might have £15 mm-hmm. worth of store credit and stuff on there. So that's kind of how I got a lot of my kind of games over the last 18 months. I was able to just take a lot of stuff on. And there were, I had old Macs, Ollie. So I had old Mac keyboards and mice nice. and all that kind of stuff, you know, and they were giving you £20 store credit for a mouse. And I had a couple of PC mice and they were giving you maybe £1.50, but it all adds up the, the grand scheme of things, you know. So mm. I don't think I've really spent much cash in CEX since I started doing that. But, you know, 
it's uh, it's one of them things that if you have stuff lying about and you really want the game and you know maybe CX might take it off you and you might end up getting it for for the price of your for your stuff you know and like yeah. you said then going around the boot sales and stuff now I've never. I've never found anything cheap at a boot sale that's sort of well. But whoa, there's a guy actually on my Twitter, Ollie, that found Rule of Rose in a charity shop for three pound. Whoa! Oh God, what a steal! Yep, three quid I mean, for Rule of Rose. I mean, the guy. I have again. I have played the game. I remember it being okay, and then I just remember it being this crazy rare game. And you're like, oh man, mm-hmm. three quid. That's that's a good deal. <laughs> three quid. No intention of selling or anything. It wasn't in his collection, but he um he got it for three pound in the charity shop. And, that's um, a bargain. That is an absolute bargain. Imagine that's like what five hundred quid or something. That game is it? Maybe it's a little a less. Very than that. very expensive game. Yeah, and it's not More a great. It's not a great game. Let's be Silent Hill Two is much better. But it's like you said, oh, it's, it just, is. it's just it's just rare, isn't it? And um, yeah. It's, uh you know if you're lucky enough to be like that uh, i i know there's a there's a couple of people on youtube that have found a, a couple of silent hill games and charity shops and stuff so it's just really the luck the luck of the draw and the, mm. the the day that you go in and it's like you said Ollie, some of these people don't know what they've got mm-hmm. yeah and that's you know again if it's maybe if it's in a charity shop i feel slightly different if there's you know things in there like if i was to see silent hill in a charity shop of course i'd snap that up and send it to you in the post immediately um but yeah, sometimes you know if the, if I see some of these games at boot sales and places where I've I've already got them and they're a good deal, I I just leave them. It's it's nice for someone else to to yeah. come by and and find that deal and walk away with that story of I got this at a boot sale for fifty p, mm-hmm. you know, and rather than me who's walked away with it knowing I've already got a copy of it, yeah. all I'm going to do is stick it on eBay or use it to trade for something else. It's like yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, especially if you're sitting with two copies, I can I can understand that. But um, I think until maybe, well, I don't know about me. Actually, I might I might take it. I think it's because I haven't experienced <laughs> that eureka moment. <gasps> you know, yeah. I, I did with a couple of DVDs. I think I picked up. Uh, there's a, I went to a, bit, a local boot sale, and someone, some old lady, was selling off a, a Nightmare on Elm Street box set for like a pound fifty, and I give her like three pound for it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You generous man. <laughs> but at this stage, I'd really bought like a cup of coffee, a burger, and <laughs> I was running low on change, and I don't want to have to run up to the cash machine to get more. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll give you three quid. You only wanted one fifty anyway, so I'll give you three pounds. We paid her double. She she was all right. She don't know. And I got that advice from Pedro. So, you know, you know you're doing right in the world if you're taking Pedro's advice at the booters. <laughs> 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 exactly, exactly. So, listen, Ollie, it might be interesting then at, the, at this point if we say that if you have found a, if you find a wee gem, a hidden gem in a car boot or a charity shop, not necessarily Silent Hill, leave it in the comments, let Ollie and I know what you found, and then um, we, we can uh, we can reply back to you in the comments section of the mm. of the video, because it would be interesting to find out if someone else has, has had that eureka moment. I, I certainly haven't, not with video games anyway, but mm-hmm. um, I'm sure there are, there's there's someone listening that's maybe went, oh yeah, I remember getting the Haunting Ground or Silent Hill for, for 50p in the boot sale. So if you have done that and that's happened to you, please leave in the comments and Ollie and I would love to love to find out what uh, what it is that you, you picked up. So Ollie, let's uh, move on to our next little question here. Mm. So Silent Hill has some of the most wonderful and deadly characters, such as the grieving Harry Mason from Silent Hill 1. 
and, you know, the Lisa the nurse and Sybil Bennett the police officer. But what is it about these characters across the Silent Hill universe, including James and Mary? What is it about these characters and antagonists that make this game so gripping, Ollie? What is it about these characters that make them so good? I think they're just incredibly well written. You know, mm-hmm. it's none of the characters are, are throwaway. Yeah. Even the yeah. even the supporting cast are always written to a to a point where they actually support the story, um, or they've got something about them that's relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, certainly with Silent Hill three playing as Heather Mason. Um, you know, I was in my maybe eighteen, nineteen. I'm trying to think what era of my life that was now. Um, but yeah, I wasn't particularly old. Um, was the aged man that I am now. Um, and I was closer to, to maybe her age and she had a, you know, she had a lot of angst in her and a lot of, you know, not knowing who she was. And it's like, Christ, that, that kind of speaks to me. You know, I'm still trying to navigate life and figure yeah. out who, who the hell I am. Um, and then, um, you know, James in Silent Hill 2 is kind of, he's just a nice guy, man. Like, mm-hmm everything about a nice I like I like a nice guy you know there's there's nothing wrong with being a nice guy um and to see all these awful things happen to a nice guy you just you want the end of the game to be a win for him yeah. you know um and you say Sybil's Sybil's just again she's a she's a cop who just happened to be I guess in the, really the wrong place at the yeah. wrong time and I always feel for those characters especially when they're when they're written as good as Sybil is yeah um and bearing in mind she doesn't really have a, a huge amount of of, of dialogue like like actual words to say in the first game because a lot of it is through uh, it's still mm-hmm. just through written written text um, but you still feel that you still feel yeah. who she is and you know the life she had before she was in Silent Hill and you know her her, her final moments as well Ooh, awful yeah but I think yeah just because the characters are so well written because they're relatable you know there, there's at least one thing about each character even I guess the bad you know the, the you know the the antagonists of the games um that you sort of aren't meant to like, you know, mm-hmm. there's always something about them that you understand. Yep. Um, you know, it's like Thanos in Avengers, you know, you don't like the guy, but you totally get why he's doing it. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't mean you have to like it. And I, f- I feel that way about the, you know, some of the, the bad people in Silent Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's all down to writing. I think just expertly written. Mm-hmm. No character is left, um, is left out. They're yeah. just really well fleshed out. Yeah, and I think what I like about these <clears throat> about these games, especially the the first three or four of the games, is that like none of these characters are special ops. They're not military. They're not ninjas. They're not superheroes. These are just this is just a hus- a grieving husband that's that's mm-hmm. received this letter from his wife. And I think if we were all in that position, we were like, what? You know, yep. you know what's what's going on? We have to go and invest. You know, and yep. um, I, th- I think that's what I like about the characters in these games that they're just the average Joe. I don't mean that to sound condescending, but they're like you know they're 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 the everyday person. It's not yep. it's not you know the FBI agent or stars or it's not you know it's 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 not someone who's going to be able to do kung fu on you. And you can you can kick the the bad guy away, and you know all this kind. Of, you're not going to go toe to toe with with Pyramid Head because you've got an ego. It's yes. like you know you're it's like you or I being summoned to Silent Hill. 
you know, yeah. that's, that, that's kind of what it's like, you know, and it's like, yeah. you know, I'm not saying you don't have any skills or I'm not saying that you're not like Liam Neeson from Taken, you know, you might have a particular set of skills, Ollie, I don't know, but I wish, what I, I, wish I did. But what I'm saying is, it's the, all the characters are so relatable, and it's it's mm. like it's like you said at the top of the show, Ollie. It's grief and guilt that mm-hmm. brings all these people together, and you kind of yeah. end up. And no matter what, listen, the graphics on a PS One are different than the graphics on a PS Five and a PS Four, even a PS Three. But that doesn't take away from the emotion and the passion and the horror that you experience playing that first game. Mm-hmm. Because even if you if you play it now, it's still not. Oh, this is crap! Look at us. You, you don't you don't get that. Yeah, no. I mean, I've got a friend um, who plays games so casually to the point where he almost doesn't play them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but he's a huge horror fan, huge film fan, um, and he always does the Thirty One Nights of Horror yeah. um, in uh, in October. And a couple of years ago, he used to sort of like. Uh, I'm really sort of scraping the barrel with movies at the moment. Yeah. Um, it's almost like he's completed Netflix. Um, mm-hmm. And he's just sort of like, you've still got your PS1. It's like, of course. It's like, can I borrow Silent Hill for like the weekend? And my, my 31 Nights of Horror is just going to be me trying to see if I can actually complete an old video game. Um, and as far as I know, he sat there and did it almost in one sitting, got to the end and went, that game's still good, isn't it? And you're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it is. And yeah, for, for even just someone who's so casual into video games to be like, yeah, I like horror. I'm going to play Silent Hill. I haven't played it since I was in school. And just to play it and be like, yeah, it's still cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I I do think people would like, I'd, I'd love my son to play it. Yeah. You know, my son's like huge into, into PC gaming and open worlds. Like, you know, I find mm-hmm. Elden Ring really difficult. He finds Elden Ring a, ble- a breeze. Um, I'd love him to play Silent Hill and just see what he thinks because he's, yeah. he's quite... Um, quite open to everything and, and that kind of thing so mm-hmm. maybe I'll do that and I'll get back to you in a month <laughs> yeah I, that would be a good experiment because I, I think I think he he, he he will enjoy it I think there's something and it'd be good for, for you to do something together I suppose and try mm. to get him into the Silent Hill universe and you know maybe maybe um, convert him is the word I'm looking for into, uh, yeah. into, into a Silent Hill fan but um the the characters, Ollie, they they are they're they're also they're also good in their in their own way. And again, without digressing too much, again, if we kind of go back to the movie, you know, mm-hmm. we've we've got the we've got the police lady in the movie, and you know, she gets a she gets a horrible death in the film as well. And you know, you kind of you kind of do kind of. Again, it's not it's we're not looking at special ops people here. We're not looking at the military. We're looking at these. Sean Bean has gone the Silent Hill, or or his wife's gone the Silent Hill with Elisa, or the 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 the, the version of her, the, the mm-hmm. upside down version of her, and she's having these horrible nightmares, and you know, they're drawn there, and then we're in like the the sunny, picturesque town of Silent Hill, and then we kind of go through that dimension, then where we're going through the through the the the, the fog and stuff. And it's just like, you know, the characters on screen are just as good as the characters in the game, in my opinion, because they are just regular folk. Yeah, and it was a, a really interesting choice in that in that movie, switching up Harry Mason um, and having a, a female lead. Mm-hmm. They went with the fictional character for that movie, for that movie called Rose. Um, and I remember Henry, uh, sorry, Christoph Gaz, I think, directed it, and I remember him sort of talking about it he played the first game and like I mean, he loves games but he plays that first game a lot and you know he says whilst Harry Mason is a 
is a good character. Mm-hmm. Um, he always felt that, that Harry's role was was very motherly in that mm-hmm. game, um, and not that not that a father you know doesn't have you know motherly love for their kid, but there's just something about the the, the way he behaved that he actually felt was more would, would suit a, a female character yeah. more. Um, and I think at that point as well, he would just he just wanted to see what it would be like to explore that explore Silent Hill with a, with a strong feminine lead i thought ah, okay cool why not you're adapting mm-hmm. it you're not you're not making the game you're adapting it why not see how it works and it it, it turns out it works pretty well yeah it did um, it, did, it worked 100 percent. and you know almost kind of thinking if they kind of had a went with their sort of the the harry character or you know a james sunderland type character instead of the the motherly character i don't think it would have worked as well Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think either, either either works, but it's yeah. But even being able to to create a new character for the movie, they they still had to be mm-hmm. written and and fleshed and and given given life. Yeah. Um, and, that, and that's yeah, like you said, it's that that's what brings those characters to life in those games. It's just the mm-hmm. yeah the amount of writing that they go through. Yeah, and I'm sort of just staying with the fallen momentarily. Ollie, it's it's mm. the other thing was too that the that was really good because it was Rose. Because like Alicia's mother was the, you know, she was the the the, the old woman that was kind of out mm-hmm. and about, and then the 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 high priestess then was the, you know, it was like how could another woman do this to a child? So it was kind of like mm-hmm. a was bat, the battle of the mothers almost, yep. you know, because Alicia's mother kind of you know she was sort of in between, and then you had Rose who was like no harm can come to a child and then you had uh, the the leader of the cult who was like burn the child you know so it was yeah. kind of like how can one mother be so different to another mother and i think yeah. that i think that's kind of the the dynamic there that's that's why it works so well but uh mm-hmm. and it was not a silent hill movie podcast but my god well i enjoyed that film i have to say it's good. It well, is good, it is and I would I would highly recommend anyone that's not seen it to go and watch it immediately. Yeah. You don't even have to have played the games to really appreciate the movie at all. Yeah. It can be its own thing. That's it. And uh, if you check out the movie, it might inspire you to go and play the play the games. So, Ollie, let's let's fast forward now to, to modern times. Let's come away from the mm. retro uh, the retro realm a wee bit here now. Mm-hmm. Let's talk PT, the playable <sighs> demo for Silent Hill. <sighs> yep. Tell me, oh Ollie. God. Tell me your thoughts. Now you can't see Ollie because this is a podcast. But Ollie, <laughs> Ollie is just—he's—he's he's gone into some form of fit here because he because this is a, a beautiful playable demo. PT, the playable demo that came out for the PlayStation Three, Four, PlayStation Four, oh, was it? Yeah, definitely. And um, you know, one of the most highly sought after demos. Never mind a game. Mm. Ollie, your thoughts. Tell me about PT. I was really, really lucky. Um, I downloaded PT because I saw at the time I was uh, writing for an old website called Games Hud, which was a buy gamers for gamers website. We wanted to be the new IGN and realized mm-hmm. how much hard work that would be. Yeah. Um, and one of the guys um, completed it in the morning and said, Oh, have you downloaded PT yet? And I said, Oh, no, but I've, I've heard it's like a good horror demo. And he went, Don't go on the internet today. Do not google it just download it play it text me when you completed it um and i took that as all right well maybe i'll maybe i'll do that then i won't go on the internet and figure out what this thing is <laughs> downloaded this thing called pt i think the the picture is like a log like, it's like a, a cut off yeah tree. like a stump of a tree yep 
yeah, so all right, cool. Let's see what happens then. So downloaded the thing, started playing it, you know, did the first couple of loops, thought this is this is weird. Like I am totally transfixed by where this is heading. Like what mm-hmm. the hell is going on? And then that whole demo unveiled itself and it got more scary. I, you know, don't audibly jump very mm-hmm. often at all. I'll internally jump at the cinema and people are like, oh, did you not jump? You're like, yeah, yeah. I just didn't like go, yeah. and, you know, <laughs> flail. But internally, I just, you know, I've got the chicken on my arms and all that. Um, so I was doing that, but I, I audibly, you know, jumped in that game many mm-hmm. times, in that demo many times. Um, got a little bit frustrated because I couldn't get that last puzzle to just unlock. I can't remember what it was. I think I texted my friend and said, I cannot get this puzzle to unlock at the end. He went, plug your microphone in. It seemed to work for me. Mm-hmm. So I did and I don't know what I did, but whatever it, whatever it did, it worked. And then the the character walked out of the house and it was revealed to be Norman Reedus. I was like, all right, cool. So what is this? And then the mandolin plays and you're like, oh my God. God, it's a new Silent Hill game and it's Hideo Kojima and it's Gamero del Toro. Oh my God. This is gonna be the best thing that's ever gonna happen mm-hmm. to my to my gaming life. And then it was just taken away from me. Snatched away from me. We, we were there. Yeah. We were there. We had it. And then Konami had to fall out with Kojima over, you know, whatever the hell it was they decided to fall out over and I think it was Metal Gear Solid or something I think that's what it was, yeah. was the, the completion of, of one of those games but I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the same as you too Ollie, I was like you know and I regret now I don't even have the Playstation 4 that had that demo on it I don't even have it's, it anymore it's right next to me and yep. n- yep. I, when they pulled that from the store um, I mean, I was never going to get rid of it. When they announced that the game was cancelled, it was like, right, well, I'm never getting rid of that because that is the last remnants of what could have been. And sometimes that's just as fun as having the actual thing. Yeah. Um, and then it got pulled from the store. And then it was like, wow, if you delete this from your library, it's gone. Mm-hmm. And then it just, people were selling PS4s with it on for like, you know, 700 pounds. So I was like, Christ, I really need some money. I need to clear some debt. <laughs> I just couldn't do it couldn't let it go and even to this day it's still it's still a sought after thing if you list a ps4 on ebay with pt like you're gonna sell it mm-hmm. and it's and you're gonna sell it well because yeah. you cannot get it for love nor money i know people have remade it um and they can't call it pt but they remade it and put it on you know fan things for people to download and stuff so people can still play a, a type of it but mm-hmm. what an experience listen ollie it's it's one of the best one of the best horror games I think I played on the PlayStation 4. Um, mm-hmm. I was the same as yourself. I kind of... I play, what happened to me was I kind of fell out of love of gaming for a while and I thought, oh, PlayStation 4, I'm kind of fed up with it now. And I sold it on and I kind of sort of naively thought, oh, well, I've downloaded it, but it's bound to still be on my, on my catalogue of downloaded. Of course it wasn't. But... Mm. Um, I, I would never forget playing it. And, you know, whenever you find, like, the fetus in the sink... And uh, you first encounter Lisa when she kind of gives you the first kind of jump scare, and yeah. you're walking past that. You're kind of walking past that, um, like corridor on the ground mm-hmm. floor, and you look up, and Lisa's looking over the balcony at you. Yeah, and it's just so. And then you know the the radio with the story, and it was that just it was, un, it was unbelievable. 
unbelievable yeah. game and yeah i, I yeah. kind of got a bit frustrated i kind of got stuck on the level for a while where everything turned red and it was just all eyeballs looking at you yeah yeah there's definitely a couple of like t- like typical kojima type puzzles in yeah. there um i mean it's kojima isn't it? he's, he's he's the guy that in the first playstation made you take the controller out of port one put it into port two in order yep. to finish the, the the missions and it's like it's small little genius touches like that that once you figure them out, you're like, oh, okay, that that was cool. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to throw my PlayStation through the window, but it was cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm totally with you. I'm totally with you. Hearing that story over the radio, even now, is just yeah, it's, it's haunting, absolutely haunting. Um, and after that first jump scare with Lisa again, it's that I might even be the first jump scare. I can't remember. It's been a little while since I played it now, but it's just hearing that thing over the radio and just like, look behind you. Like, I don't want to turn around. And I think I think it is the first time you see Lisa, and then you turn around, and it's just bang. Oh, see, I told you I didn't want to turn around. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's just so clever because yeah. it's just loops of the same hallway over and over and over and over and over. But that, and again, in itself, is scary. You know, it's like a, mm-hmm. it is a nightmare. That idea of being stuck in that that one place that you just can't get out of. Yeah. Um, there's a terrible, terrible game. I don't know why I bought it. I do know why I bought it because it was it got branded as a PT ripoff. I'm just looking at my PS5 collection. Evil Inside. I horrible, think horrible, horrible. I own it. All it is oh. horrible. Funny that like in the first go, there's <clears throat> that. That's that. That's what's going to say. Like, it was. It's not. An, it's not. A, it's not a question. But the PT sort of because it didn't get released has almost given birth to these horrible copycats. Mm-hmm. And Evil Inside is probably one of the worst. Oh, it's dreadful. Absolutely. And I, even reading the reviews, it was just dreadful PT ripoff. Mm-hmm. But I was like, okay, but it's, but it's PT. I kind of, even if it's ripped it off, I kind of want to play it. Mm-hmm. I think I paid like 20 quid for this game and it turned up and it was not worth 20p. No. It was awful. Everything that was so good about PT was not in that game no. whatsoever. Um but yeah, like you say, it's, it's just it's given breed, hasn't it, to these 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 copycats, and it just doesn't work. It's it's it doesn't work at all, and it's just it's it's almost kind of killed that. I I don't think I don't think that you know. Well, actually, that's the next question. I'll not going to that just yet. But the <laughs> <laughs> but the 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 copycat games are just you know they're 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 just they're just awful. And, you know, there's so many of them on Steam. There's so many of them on itch.io. There's so many of them now on the PlayStation. And for that to be a, a next-gen game, it mm. just looked so hard. The storyline was awful. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, if you're watching it, your your son that killed his, his dad or his mother. and then oh No, you killed your mother, then his dad went to prison or something. For yeah. you, it's just, it's just horrible. And it's like, it almost yeah. looks like the same house from P.T., yeah, I think it. Yeah, it, it, it almost is. I don't think there's much that they changed about it, other than the fact that PT still looked leaps and bounds better yep. than Evil Inside. Evil Inside plays awful. It's janky. The graphics are dreadful. Um, just, yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, they always what is it? They say like you know, was it copiness or copiness is like flattery or something? I can't think of the phrase now. Yeah, it's like uh, imitation. Yeah. Imitation, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. Yeah, there we go. That's it. And uh, unfortunately, this 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 was just a you know this was like the fetus in the sink. <laughs> that's that's, yeah. that's that's what evil yeah. inside was like. 
But uh, yeah, there, it's, it has uh, it has led to um, it has led to some uh, some really bad copycats, uh, Ollie. Yeah. So let us sort of segue then into our last couple of questions, Ollie. Then, mm-hmm. so we have kind of um, we've, we've established that PT wasn't going to get made, and. Mm. Norman Reedus himself had come out publicly in 2019 and said that the failure of the development of PT was a blessing because it led him to death or death stranding, the the, the, mm-hmm. the post office postman simulator game, in my opinion. Yes. But tell me this, Ollie, will we ever see a new Silent Hill game? Oh, I hope so. There's a part of me that really, really would love it because that would be cool. But it's been so long now. Um, and it wouldn't be anyone involved in the original serial. Maybe it would. Maybe they could get the band back together again. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. And you know what? There's been rumblings and rumors for so long now that I just I just can't get excited anymore. There was one mm. thing recently. There was one thing recently um, that really got me excited, and that was, again, one of my friends uh, who knows I love Silent Hill said, oh, have you seen all the the pictures that keep getting removed for this new supposed Silent Hill game. It's like, nope, totally missed, totally mm-hmm. missed the pictures. He's like, oh, I screenshot them, I'll send them over. Um, and any website that would release these pictures was getting ceased and desists from Konami. Okay. And you're like, okay, well, there's got to be something in that then because mm-hmm. you don't just cease and desist somebody for something that's not something you don't want people to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and these screenshots are kind of cool. You know, it's, different it is very much like pt um which is fine by me um and i don't know there's a there's all these rumors that there's a, a remake of the first silent hill game in the works as well as a continuation of the silent hill universe working as well mm-hmm. um i think konami are really silly to have not at least explored that because they're making so much money from those pachinko machines which is why they gave up video games mm-hmm. so well if you're making so much money out of that thing why don't you still dabble in these things it doesn't matter if it doesn't if it doesn't become the biggest selling video game of all time you can still just make cool stuff like Mm -hmm. i don't understand why they're not doing it um or at least sell the rights to someone that cares yeah um and let them have a go um but i think the last i'd heard the uh the team that developed the medium were apparently working on a silent hill title Mm -hmm. whether that was the remake or whether that was a you know this rumored continuation i don't know um it almost feels like it's been so long now since we've had a Silent Hill game that, oh, I don't know. It's almost kind of cool just having what we have, you know? There's that, there's that little part of me that just sort of really likes it. There's this series of games that are mm-hmm. really beloved. They're almost infamous, um, legendary in some yep. sort of regards. Um, but man, playing Silent Hill on a PS5, mm-hmm. that really, really gets me going. You know, with with all the ray tracing and, you know, 60 frames and all the kind of stuff we could have with 4K gaming. Like, Mm -hmm. gaming has evolved so much since the last good Silent Hill game that I just can't help but think, what would it be like? And that, I mean, even if it came out, it was terrible. I'd still buy it. I'd still play it. Of course. Uh, just just to see what it was like. And I'll, I'll always find something to enjoy in most things. There's not many things I walk away from and just think that was the worst thing and I could never do it again. Um so I'll always find something to enjoy. But so do you think then Konami 
<clears throat> may have sort of missed the boat here in terms of the remasters, just like what Capcom have done with Resident Evil. Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't think they could just do a remake. I think it would have to be a complete reimagining of the story. Like, yeah. still keep the core, keep the, keep the core things. Mm-hmm. Um, you can still have the same beats and everything. But I think that that boat has has sailed or mm-hmm. ship has sailed. Um, I think if they were going to do that, they should have done it as soon as Resident Evil 2 took off and they were like, yeah. oh, right, let's just do this now and then have it out in a couple of years. I think that would have been the, the time to have done it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, maybe they haven't. You know, it's Silent Hill. You know, the mm-hmm. Silent Hill fan base is just, you know, they're like rabid dogs. As soon as there's a shred of information or something to run off, it's just, it's it's um, it's obsessed over. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, maybe, maybe they, could, they could release it next year and we'd all still... Go nuts for it. Well, I know I would. Oh, it's difficult. It's the same here too, but I almost feel like Konami or Kojima kind of owe it to the fans to to bring something out, even if it is a remaster like Resident Evil 2 and and 3, and like they're they're moving on to 4 now. Plus they've Mm. got Village and Biohazard, and there's always the remasters, then there will be a new game. Mm-hmm. But I th- you know, and with developers and technology now, it's not to say that they can't make these games. Uh-huh. You know, it's like you says, could they sell it on to someone who will will nourish it and take it, you know, take it further, you know, um, like maybe like the likes of Capcom or someone like that. But for me, I think that I think we deserve a new Silent Hill game. I would agree. I think deserve is a good word. I think the I think the fans have kept the Silent Hill franchise alive without them doing anything for it. I know they had all the video, uh, not the video games, sorry, they had all the comic books, which of course mm-hmm. I've got. People can't see on the camera there, but you know all my comic books are behind me. Yeah. Um, you know I've got all the Silent Hill comic books. Um, you know some of them are good, some of them are not so good. Mm-hmm. But they haven't released. I don't think they've released anything Silent Hill related. That's a lie. They released a skateboard. <laughs> they released a skateboard <laughs> and something else in the last year with the Silent Hill branding on it. And again, that got the Silent Hill fans like, oh, why are they rebranding these? Does that mean there's a new game? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the yeah. So, so I think the fan base for Silent Hill has kept that franchise alive, um, and not even on like life support. Like we have kept that franchise fully alive yep. and in people's minds, um, without without Konami having to do a damn thing. So mm-hmm. I think deserve is a very good word here, and I think I think we do deserve it as fans. We deserve something anyway. Because I as the as the twelfth of June, twenty twenty two, and you and I are still having a conversation about Silent Hill. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's the power of the game. That's the power of the franchise. The power of the story. The power of the antagonist. The power of the good guys. The power of the the emergence of the game. And mm. we do we we do deserve. We like Capcom have listened to the fans and they have done what the fans have wanted. They have reimagined. They have remastered the games, and they mm. are outstanding there is no doubt about it resident evil 2 is a thing of beauty it was anyway but it's 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 some it's amazing the remastered version village is good it's, it was a whole the landscape of the of the resident evil universe had changed because it was the biggest shift in, in gameplay from third person to first person and mm-hmm. I, you know what i don't even mind if silent hill was uh, become a first person game that they dip the toe in the water i wouldn't mind but i think we do we definitely do deserve uh, we deserve a new a new silent hill game 
We do. We do. I, there's a little part of me that kind of wants them to continue the movies, just not with the guy that did Revelations. Yeah. Um, but I don't I don't think we'll ever see another movie. But, wow. but yeah, I, I, we do deserve a game, 100%. Because look at, look, look at, I know we're keep, kind of keeping comparison to Resident Evil here, but like they've got, you know, they've come out with anime, animated films. They've got a series on Netflix. They've got a live action series on Netflix coming out. They've got another film. You know, Silent Hill could let... How, how good would a Silent Hill series be on Netflix? Oh, it would be great. It'd be so good, especially if you gave it to just like the right people. Mm-hmm. Give something to the right people and let the let the creatives do what they do best and create things. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I think maybe because Silent Hill has not been done to death, yeah. uh, they can they can kind of pick the law that they want to run with and and mm-hmm. make a series exploring that. Um, and again, I'm, I'm with you. I love Resident Evil. Resident Evil is, is a cool franchise. There's 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 a lot of law to it, but a lot of the law isn't necessarily. It's not particularly deep, yeah. um, whereas the Silent Hill lore is very, very deep. It's very adult. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. They, they, we need some stuff. We need some Silent Hill stuff, man. We, we, we definitely, we definitely do. That means we have come to the end of our Silent Hill section, and when we come back, we will be talking about the games that we are currently playing at the minute. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the RGB Gaming Podcast. I am joined by Ollie, and where have you been? We've been talking about Silent Hill. If you haven't, uh, if you're only popping in or you're skimming through the podcast, make sure you go back, listen to our in-depth discussion about Silent Hill, because it will bring a tear to your eye, because we are two grown men that have a very much deep-rooted love for this, uh, for the franchise, and we've been, we've been talking about it extensively. So, Ollie, in this section... I'd like to talk about what what have you been up to now in terms of your of your gaming. You know, this could mm-hmm. be this could be. Are you playing mobile games? Are you playing? We had Helen on from Helensky Horror Games. She plays Sudoku. We have had Pete on who plays Scrabble on his phone. What are you playing at the minute? Uh, at the minute, I am back on Elden Ring like a crack addict. Mm-hmm. Um, I stupidly picked up Elden Ring and Horizon Two at the same time. Um, wanted I trying to play one game at a time at the minute because I went through a point of playing many games and never giving them the time they deserved. Mm-hmm. Um, got about 20, 30 hours into Horizon 2. Heard my son just constantly going on about how good Elden Ring was. I was like, mm-hmm. right, well, I've got it. I'm just waiting. Ah, fine, I'll install it and just see what it's like. You know, 45 hours later, you're like, oh, man. <laughs> this is so good. But I am right at a point in Horizon 2 where I really need to, like, yeah, I'm either just going to forget Horizon 2 and just never go back to it because Elden Ring is so big. <laughs> right, so I just put a pin in Elden Ring, went back, finished Horizon 2. I'm now back on Elden Ring like a crack addict. Um, it, I'm at a point with Elden Ring, I think, where I'm, I, I need a break, just a little one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got uh, Martha is Dead lined up for oh, that break. What a game. Yeah, I, what a game. I've picked up the PS5 version because I just I need the physical one. I've mm-hmm. got the collection. Collectors, the collector in me needs the physical copy. Um, I know it's meant to be cut. Although I'm sure someone the other day was was streaming and said there's like a way to unlock the um the, the full version on the PlayStation now. I might have made that up. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to play that. Um, 
what else have I got? I've got some other stuff lined up on the PS5. I think I've got Ghost Runner as part of a deal the other week. I mm-hmm. still haven't played that yet. Um, and yeah, I guess there is... No one talks about mobile games. Everyone always says mobile games aren't games. There mm-hmm. is a game. I'm just unlocking my phone now. There's a game I've been playing on my phone for years called Toy Blast. I oh. would hate... I would hate to see how many you can play in the morning when you're sat on the loo when you're on the bus um, and I think I'm at level 4,300 it, it's just one of those Candy Crush type games but yes yeah mobile games are games people shouldn't take that away from anybody well yeah. this is it you know this is exactly like you said when you're on the on the throne or you're on the bus or you're on the train you know you, you can't uh, you can't beat a bit of uh, you can't beat a bit of uh, mobile gaming you know uh, I'm not one for whipping out the old switch on a train or anything Ollie I like to keep mm. myself a wee bit kind of reserved so I could, I'll, I'll bl- blast a little bit of uh, Candy Crush or something on the old old phone like you know I'm a, I'm a sucker for them types of games you know and I'll, I'll openly admit it but there's absolutely nothing wrong with a mobile game and um, you know um, I've, I've sort of st- you know, steeped my toe in the water a wee bit with the Apple Arcade um, <laughs> I've tried that that's 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 okay I, I don't think it's there just yet but mm. um, it's hard to beat a good old free game on the App Store isn't it Hundred percent, especially the games where you can—they they want you to pay that ninety-nine p to get that extra level booster to do something, and I just refuse to do it. Yep. So I've—it's almost like a challenge for me. Can I do this without paying for it? And so far, on Toy Blast—I've gone four and a half thousand levels without paying a penny. Well, that's good. It's just maybe just a whole lot of ads to watch and stuff. But who cares? Who cares? <laughs> exactly. You know who who cares? And there's a great uh, there's actually a great we um we. Side scroll, well, it's not really a side scrolling game. So it's well, is it a side scrolling game? Uh, it's a it's a it's a copy of Friday the Thirteenth on the mobile. It's very cartoony. I don't know if you've played okay. it yet. And, no, um, I haven't. I'll it's, be downloading that immediately. It's, it's been out for a while. It's uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's good. You play as you play as Jason Voorhees, and you have to try and kill the the the, the campers, for example, in so many moves. It's uh, okay. it's it's so you can go left, right, up, down, but you have to try and strategically <laughs> plan your your uh, you plan your route to get to the camper and stuff. And it's a bit cartoony, and it's a bit it's a bit funny and Pamela Voorhees and stuff's on it. But there's a there's a hack to that if you play that if you if you download the game and start playing it in airplane mode, the mm-hmm. game continues without ads. So whenever you're playing, Ooh. flick your phone on the airplane mode, and you'll uh, and you'll uh, you'll get to enjoy it without without the the ads and having to buy for the you know the buy the levels or buy to make it go quicker. You yeah, slap your phone because whenever I was traveling to France a couple of years ago, I was uh, all over that on the plane, and I thought, air, uh, put in the airplane mode, it'll probably only get so far anyway, or I need internet connection. Nope. As soon as it was downloaded, the whole thing just. Unlocked as soon as you flicked on the airplane mode. So, give that oh, give that a try. Beautiful. Absolutely, Fast Friday Friday the thirteenth. It's a free game to get on the iOS and uh, and uh, the Android store. So, Ollie, I I haven't. I'm not playing anything at the minute, but I'm about to play something. I'm going to start it tomorrow. It's called mm-hmm. the Quarry. Have you heard of it? I have. I have. I don't know a lot about it. Um, I, when when horror games get announced, I try frequently to just sort of get an get an opinion. Is it good? Yeah, right, cool, right. I'll back away then, and I try to have little to do with it and kind of go into it like yeah. a like a horror movie. I like to go in with completely fresh and mm-hmm. just experience it. No, yes, I, I seen this advertised a while back. Now, this is what kind of pisses me off a little bit about some of these big tubers and stuff. Is that I. 
if you do a let's play with these games, that's like that's like going to the cinema and show me the film before I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I, I will not watch. I haven't watched any videos of it. I've seen a trailer for it when it was kind of first announced. You know, it looks like 1980s sort of Camp Crystal Lake and you're a bunch of sort of good-looking teenagers and you kind of, uh, you're, you're camp counsellors and you're having a party and then basically all hell breaks loose and you have to make life or death decisions. It sounds a bit like Until Dawn. I think yep. it's going to play a bit like that. So I'm going to be okay. starting that now. Oh, I am playing on the PlayStation 5, and it's quite it's like 70 quid to download and play. It's expensive. Yikes. And there's part of me is like, I should have just waited till it dropped in price. But then the other part of me is like, I don't buy a lot of PS5 games that often. And mm-hmm. I think the last one I bought was Village, actually. And okay. so I'll buy more of the PS2 and the Xbox. But you pick them up. You know yourself, you go to CX, you can lift a couple of games for two or three quid. And yep. I thought to myself, I'll, I'll treat myself. And I, because I don't smoke and I don't do a lot of drinking or nothing like that. I don't go out very often. Mm-hmm. I thought, this could be my treat. So I'm going to I'm going to start that tomorrow. And uh, I, I, I can't wait for you to play the quarry. Because I think we, we're going to have... That's, that's that's a podcast, Ollie. So as soon as you play the quarry, I, you're, you're going to do the Silent Hill thing for me. We we need to, we need to discuss the quarry as soon as you've played it, Ollie. You, okay, it's going. To, we're putting it down now, and we're signing the contract now, Ollie. The quarry is getting a <laughs> podcast as soon as you play it. So, okay. so Ollie, listen, we, we've come to the end of the show. Have you enjoyed your time on the podcast, dude? It's been great. I mean, like I said, I, I you know I met you through Poltergeist. You know, we've had a we've had a good laugh through that, and I'm I'm just so pleased that that you're continuing to do stuff because you know you're an absolute diamond and. You know, you always talk about things that are so, so cool, so interesting. So to to come on and, and be a part of of a Silent Hill episode is uh, well, like my Exorcist episode. It was an absolute dream. You know, oh. I, I can't ever talk about these things enough. Ollie, listen, man, you've been an absolute legend. I love you know I love talking to you, Ollie. You're uh, you're 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 an amazing person, and we have uh, a lot in common. And you're just such an easy person to to get on with. So, Ollie, before we sign off, just one last time, tell the folks where they can find all your content. Uh, so we are on YouTube. If you would search Retro Gaming Revival, um, you should be able to find us there. Uh, we're on Facebook. And we're on Instagram. I think we're on everything now. Like Blunders has got us on TikTok. We're on TikTok. I don't even know how to use TikTok, but we're on, <laughs> but we're, but we're on it. And Blunders does all of that. Um, yeah, we're everywhere. I think if you just, uh, yeah, best place to, to go would probably be the Instagram. And then that's got the link tree where everything's mm-hmm. on there. Uh, so I think it's Retro Gaming Revival 1 because there's somebody else that's got the full thing, which is yeah. a... The pain, but never mind. Never mind. You are you are the legit version of it. But listen, if you haven't checked out the Retro Game Revival um, YouTube channel, please go out and please go and check it out. Subscribe, like, check out the videos. The Dominic Diamond one's brilliant. There are all a plethora of other brilliant videos on there as well. But listen, Ollie, it has been an absolute pleasure, my friend, having you on the podcast, and uh, I, I can't wait to get you back on again and and uh, do another show. It's going to be it's going to be fantastic, brother. I really can't wait. And thanks again for coming on. No problem. Thank you so much. Okay, so that is the end of the podcast. I want to thank Ollie for being absolutely amazing. And don't forget, you can check out the RGB Gaming Podcast on all major podcasting platforms. And check it out on YouTube. And I will see you in the next video.